This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Join Natalie Lucier, business strategist and digital visionary, as she shows you how to increase the most important metrics in your business. Natalie Lucier here, and you're listening to the Off the Charts podcast, which is sponsored by AmbitionAlly.com, polite plugins to help you build your list and your membership sites too. So this week's topic is all about why having no clients is better than having the wrong clients. So let me explain what I mean by this because it's a bit of a counterintuitive thing, but it can make a huge difference in how your business grows. So a lot of times, whether you're a freelancer or a service provider or somebody that works with clients, you might think that you need to take every client that comes your way, whether they're a referral, they find you through your website, or they just meet you at a cocktail party. Here's the thing. When you say yes to every potential client that comes your way, when you know they're not a good fit, it actually slows down your business growth. So here's what can happen when you work with non-ideal clients. First, they can take up more of your time and you can end up being less profitable on your projects or with your services. So that's definitely a pretty obvious reason why that's not so good. But they can also be a bit of an emotional drain as well. So if a project is not going well, whether you feel like it wasn't a good fit because you know they have higher expectations or you don't have the exact skills that they were looking for, or maybe they're just not so suited in terms of personality. It can really be emotionally draining when you know things aren't going as well as they could be. And it doesn't take a lot to ruin a bad day, right? So you might be having a regular day, but then if you get some nasty email or something comes in and they want a refund or something else happens, it can really throw you off track. And as an entrepreneur, protecting your energy, protecting your vitality, your optimism, and being able to give that to your ideal clients is really, really key to having great customer experiences and great client experiences. So if you ever feel like you said yes to a client who is not a good fit and it's going to be a longer ongoing project, it is totally okay to let them know as soon as you realize it's not going to be a good fit and to essentially fire your client. I've had to do that a couple of times when I was doing more web design type freelance work and it is a bit of a scary thing to do, especially if you need the money, but it will liberate you. And the good news is that when you don't have a bad client and you have an empty spot on your calendar, you can use that time to prospect for your ideal clients. So here's my strategy for prospecting for better clients when you don't have any clients or you have less clients than you'd like. So the first thing I'd like to do is for you to write down exactly who your ideal client is. Sometimes you think you know, and when you go to write it down, you're like, oh, actually there isn't as much to go on or isn't as much identifying information that I can use to find these people. So you can write down, if you work with other businesses, if you work in a business-to-business type space, how much business or how much money does this client actually bring in? Do you want to work with people who have lower budgets or people with higher budgets? Because that does impact on you know how they'll be able to pay you and also sometimes you know how big a project can be. 
So that's one thing. You can also think about the type of industry or the type of background that this person is in. So maybe you only work with lawyers or maybe you work with doctors or maybe you work with dog walkers. And so that can be one of the ways that you can start to find these people by hanging out in these communities where these types of people hang out. You can also write down psychographics. So what kind of personalities or values do these people have? So for example, it could be people who really value their time off. And that can be a great thing because then you realize, oh, if I'm working with people who don't work on the weekends, then probably I won't have to work on the weekends either. So that to me can be a really helpful way of filtering out people who are not your ideal clients and of also finding your ideal clients as well. Now, when it comes to prospecting, there are a couple of ways that you can approach it. One is always good, it's always gonna work, is to go back to happy past clients that you loved working with and just asking them for a referral. They'll be more than happy to pass on the word if they know anybody who could use your services or products. So that's definitely one way to go. Another way is to actually put out a call to action to your existing community or fan base. And even if it feels small, you might have them share it as well. And by call to action, I mean maybe you're going to open up some spots to talk to you on the phone and to see if it's a good fit to work together. Or you might give away some free reviews or some free kind of advice ahead of time in the hopes that some of them would be a good fit and would love to sign up for your service or product. So that's definitely another option as well. And then of course, there's other things you can do to increase your visibility, like guest posting, being interviewed on podcasts, doing joint ventures, um, doing a sort of social media campaign, and maybe even Facebook ads if that is appropriate for what you do. So I really hope you understand now that having no clients is better than having bad clients. And it's not to say that the people who are bad clients are bad people. They can still be incredibly amazing human beings. They might just not be a good fit for your services or products, and they might find a happy home somewhere else. So this is especially true if you specialize in certain topics or certain types of delivery. So if you start to get spread too thin, then you don't have as much focus, you don't have as much expertise in a certain area, and that can start to make projects drag on or feel more stressful. So if you are a freelancer and this is something that you tackle with, please head over to ambitionally.com where we've got even more resources for amazing freelancers, web designers, and other digital professionals like yourself. So thank you so much again for listening, and if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure that you're subscribed on your listening device of choice, and also leave us a review on iTunes because every single review counts and five stars is super duper appreciated. Thanks so much again for listening. I'm Natalie Lucier and you can find me at natalielucier.com and more episodes just like this one. Thanks again and I'll catch you next time. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielucier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, the Momentum Memo has something for you. 